All right. Welcome to Endless Balls. I am Ben Wager with my co-hosts, Jose Swag and Jimmy the Hungover Powers. And today we're going to talk about some of the NFC championship games. We're going to explore some decisions um, in college. How many <laughs> NFC championship games are there? Two. One. Oh, that's right. I forgot they got they got rid of the AFC. Okay. Oh. oh, sorry. We're NFL championship games. Sorry, I missed one letter, Dick. Anyway. So uh, we're going to look, so we'll explore the NFC, the AFC, and uh, we'll be looking at some of the college football choices for coaching. And, and we're going to explore some uh, decisions that have been made, but we're going to start off with our endless ball segment, Jose. Okay. I'll, I'll start us off. My, I have two, maybe three endless balls picks of the week. So the first goes to, well, actually I have two. Okay. So Tennessee. Um, I haven't seen the latest and we're going to circle back to this, but Tennessee, it's been long rumored that they set their coach up. They basically gave themselves self self imposed suicide in order to fire their coach and save $12 million on his buyout with Pruitt. And so they were handing out bags of money to recruits in McDonald's bags, kind of old news, but I, I love this move and it's the Browns owners, the Haslam family that are staging this coup and it takes endless balls what they did. They, they're getting rid of Phil Fulmer, the AD. They're getting rid of their head coach. They're basically saying, here's all the shit that we did. They've lost all their recruits for next year. They, their transfer portal, all their good players have left and uh, they're not gonna be able to find a good coach, I doubt. And we'll come back to that. Who are they gonna find? But I think the funniest part is their, their coach Pruitt is suing them and through discovery, they're going to like unearth all of this evidence against Tennessee. That's basically is going to result in a death penalty. So it takes a lot of balls to cut your nose to spite your face in the way that Tennessee did. That's my number one pick for the week, Ben. All right. Well, I am going to go with an endless balls pick. That is what I think would be a hopeful and productive move for the NFL. I don't know if it'll happen, but my endless balls pick would be for the Houston Texans hire as their next head coach, Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator for Kansas City. I think that would be a, a bold move. I also think that would settle some of these concerns about Deshaun Watson leaving because if he knew he was getting the KC Chiefs offensive coordinator, that might change his whole idea of wanting to be traded. Uh, and it also sends a message that says, you know, we talk the talk when it comes to, to diversity, but we walk the walk. And that's an area right now where a lot of people are questioning the NFL and the owners because of all the uh, African-American candidates for head coaching, uh, there were no hires in the six uh, current six openings in the NFL for head coach. The closest they got was an Arab-American in Robert Sala for the Jets. So it would be... A, I think an endless balls move for Houston to, to pick up. And, you know, to be honest with you, he's a, he's a great candidate. I think he's going to be successful. And uh, I think he'd match well down there with a Deshaun Watson uh, running his offense as quarterback. So I think it's a win-win and they just need to pull the trigger and do the right thing. Uh, ben, <clears throat> the true endless balls in that story is if they do hire him and they give him a team car and they let him drive it on his own. Given his track record of DWIs. So that's the real endless balls there. Okay. With off going off Jamie, I just Googled his legal issues. I didn't really know anything about these. And I'm just going to spit off some of his track record. And to be fair, the last time he got in trouble, according to Wikipedia, was 2001. Okay. But these are, these are funny. 
20 years ago. We're going to, we're going to bring up his record from 20 years ago. Yeah. It's just like case after case after he's got like 50 of these. Um, and that's before his DWI stage. He was, so yeah, then he got charged of driving again on a suspended license and a DWI on a suspended license then another one on a suspended license. So the track record is kind of funny. So the moral of this story is he's got a wonderful coaching track record. It appears that he's turned his life around, but if he's hired, they should have a chauffeur with <laughs> Yeah. It's probably what KC has, you know? Uh, all right, Jamie, what do you got? I don't know if I can top that. My, mine's kind of, uh, you know, I, I'm just, I'm going to go with the whole Tampa Bay organization. They're playing in the NFC championship game Sunday with an offense that basically should be in a nursing home. We'll see what happens. We'll get into that game in a little bit. And then I'm adding something to our segment. Uh, this is the no balls of the week, the GM from the Mets. I mean, what was dude thinking? Sent something like 60 texts, never got a response, and then thought it was appropriate to send illicit pictures of his genitalia, thinking that would get a response. So uh, in no way, shape, or form does the Endless Balls podcast condone this behavior, and good for the Mets for firing his ass. Wait, wait, wasn't that uh, Jose's second Endless Balls? Now he's going to only have two. No, my, my second endless balls was myself. I've lost so much money this year, live betting. Like if I'm not live betting, I'm like probably 50, 50, 60, 40, maybe even, but it's like the live bets that get me. And Arkansas was down 20 points at the beginning of a game against Auburn. And then I get into my habitual, like, okay, I'm going to live bet this 30 times in the first half, like 10 bucks here, 10 bucks here, 10 bucks here. And I kept on hitting the money line on it. And somehow they pulled it out. So for once, I didn't lose a whole bunch of money on live betting like I have the entire season. So my second one was me. And um, I have a mouse balls. QAnon, like where do they go after this? And I know this is a sports podcast, but this is fascinating to me. I've been following Lynn Wood on these various social platforms that he's still allowed on, you know, the Georgia lawyer. And the theories that these people have are just like next level. Like I can't compete with them. There's one theory that like Biden and Trump did a face swap and uh, Biden was actually arrested and it's actually Trump that's president or Trump's a shadow president. But anyway, uh, my mouse balls goes to them because I feel like they kept on saying there were all these arrests that were gonna take place. And that's gotta shrivel some things up after you realize that you've been duped by grifters for four years. Yeah, even the uh, the QAnon shaman came out and disavowed his belief and trust in Trump. He he, he announced publicly that Trump misled him, and so uh, <laughs> it's gonna be a good legal defense. He, even the great QAnon shaman is is walking away from uh, from. There Trump. was there was somebody I was looking at the news in Russia today at the Russian protest. There was somebody dressed up as the QAnon shaman. They had the little horn thing with the Russian uh, face paint. It was it was fantastic. Okay, Ben. Well, our bots are, uh, you know, their bots are getting our people going and our bots are getting their people going. So uh, I, I am, uh, I'm, I'm done with the endless balls. So I don't have any more. You were the one, I think you were the only you one. With mouse balls? You were, you were the only one with uh, the multiple. All right. Balls. Well, then your mouse balls for the week is you because you didn't come up with an endless balls. All right. So uh, I did come up with an endless balls. You didn't come up with the mouse balls. Yeah. Well, that's a new segment that he just announced. <laughs> all right let's go back to college um tennessee fires their coach it's 
what mid they fired him in like January 18th, 19th. It's been a few days now. We're coming up on like the end of January. I haven't kept up with this the last couple of days, but the last time I checked, I think Gus Malzahn had turned down the job or had shown no interest. The betting lines had the coach from Louisiana Lafayette as the lead. Um, I forget who else did they, I'm going to look it up right now. What about freeze freeze? They can't do freeze after they, because freeze is known for recruiting violations, fire somebody for recruiting violations and then bring freeze on. I think is the idea. So, I mean, he's got to be out of the picture. Um, who are they? So the betting odds as of like two days ago were Louisiana Lafayette, Luke Fickle. Oh, Doug Marone, but Marone took the uh, job at Alabama as the offensive line coach. Did you guys know that? Alabama. I did know that. I only know that because he's been the only good Syracuse coach in the last 20 years. It's just so unfair. It's just like Bama just can hire. They have 40 head coaches on their sideline as analysts. It's like the Saban rehab. So Marone, he's off the ticket. Hugh Freeze is still probably on it. Tom Herman could be interesting. But for some reason, Tennessee thinks they're getting Lane Kiffin. I just can't see him leaving Ole Miss for that train wreck. Uh, anything else in college? Uh, I mean, you know, you know, I mean, we're still speculating on the draft order, but get to that. Okay, good. let's go to NFL. We have three of the best four quarterbacks still in the mm-hmm. NFL, so there's exciting matchups. We'll get to Mahomes. Thoughts on Lamar, Breeze, and Brady? How they played last week? The, the, the only thought you can have with Breeze is retire. You're done. Although it just came out that he's been playing with a torn rotator cuff all season. Um, and that would explain why he can't throw anything past 15 yards. Well, that, and there's no way that his ribs are completely healed. Yeah, I think he's done. Where do the Ravens go next year? Are they going to be legit? Is Lamar a legit quarterback? What, what's going on there? Are you, you thinking they need to replace him? No, but are they going to be like a, a, a legitimate like contender? You know, I think that um, it's, it's really up to him. If he's committed to being coachable and working on some of these things, I think that he's definitely – I mean, I thought his passing improved over, over the season just alone because, you know, the – between the hash marks, he was just not throwing the ball accurately or well. And then during the playoffs, he started to show a little more confidence in this area and he started opening up the field a little bit more. So I think personally, he's got the ability. I think he's just, you know, maybe if he'd commit to, you know, resetting some of his mechanics, then, you know, look what, look what uh, Josh Allen did from season to season. He, he brought his accuracy up by 10 percentage points in one uh, season. So that's incredible. And, yeah. uh, you know, certainly if you're going to say Lamar Jackson, talent-wise, de- definitely on par with Josh Allen. Brady wasn't looking too accurate. Ah, the, only reason, the only reason they won that game is because Breeze yeah. sucked up three turnovers on his own or four, whatever it was. I mean, it, they could have won that game if, if, you know, Breeze didn't fall apart. Let's Okay, let's just dive right in then to Bucks green Bay. The line was minus three until today. I think it's minus three and a half Green Bay now. Ben, I mean, we got to be rolling with the Packers, right? This line, I feel like this line is egregious, but then is it too good to be true? There's a lot of speculation about this line because, you know, a lot of right now I've got three and a half on DraftKings minus three and a half Packers, but there's a lot of speculation about this one, you know, People are playing the cold weather thing, but not for Brady, but for the receivers. The idea of the turnover ratio could be increased for them because they're not used to, you know, hard, cold balls coming at them, endless hard, cold balls. And uh, that could happen, you know, because Brady's going to zip it in there and try and force, you know, those throws. 
Uh, so that's that's a consideration that uh, they are not going to be as adaptable to that weather as the, the Packers are who love that weather. And it's going to be cold. It's going to be 30, which is cold enough to impact the game. Has Brady ever played in cold weather games before? I mean, I know he's in the Miami guy. What? what? Lady? Did Tom <laughs> no, Brady ever play in cold 30, weather? It was 30 years in New England. It well, it's a, below yeah, 70. Jimmy, okay, Jimmy, so Jimmy New England has Miami, a dome, Jimmy. The only oh, yeah, yeah. people in Miami – that or Tampa Bay that I have like okay Mike Evans I feel like I've heard that he has had issues in cold weather games catching the ball but Who? I don't see it an issue he Mike should Evans. be he should be the only one because Antonio yeah. Brown spent all those years in Pittsburgh oh, Brown's out by the way oh is he out yeah he's out I knew he was questionable no he just had to pay a hundred thousand dollars today to his uh rape accuser yeah he he's out all right. Well, Chris Godwin played college ball at Penn State, so he's used to cold weather. Of course, Brady and Gronk were in New England for all those years. The other tight end that's actually catching more balls than Gronk, uh, Cameron Brate, I don't know much about him, but he's a tight end. If you're a tight end, you've got to be able to play in cold weather. I don't yeah, care. It's Mike, Mike Evans, people are worried about it. Where's Bowling Green at? That's where Scotty Miller went to college. That's in Ohio, I think. It would be in Ohio. That's part yeah, of the like, map, home of Ben Roethlisberger. So I, I'm not I'm not sold that the cold weather is going to really affect this game. But I do think this line is crazy because the Bucks did not look good against the Saints, and the Saints were not that good. And I think, Ben, you're right that Brady's name inflates the line. And I think the Packers are the best Packers team we've seen. I think Aaron Rodgers is on a roll. I think the, the Packers have this one in almost a, like a blowout. Well, I will say, you know, too, their, their offense, I mean, I don't, I don't know that you can stop their offense right now. I don't think anybody can cover Devontae Adams. Ben, how many props have you won on him scoring first touchdown? I think six out of eight or six out of nine. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's funny because just a couple of weeks ago, the three of us were, were messaging about running backs like Jerome Bettis. And I don't know if you've paid attention, but the last couple of weeks, the Packers have kind of developed their own thunder and lightning with Aaron Jones as the lightning. And then AJ Dillon, the rookie out of Boston college is playing that, thunder roll you know 250 pound and something like that in a cold weather game you know if they can dominate the line of scrimmage and make Tampa Bay try to stop the run I just don't see how the Packers offense is is able to be stopped well I will say that the pack I mean the one thing that the the Bucks they have a decent run defense they're bringing they're they're bringing back a guy who was out for a while, uh, Ven, something V, I don't know his name, but uh, he's a big nose tackle, I think, big run stop guy. But he's he's 300 pounder who hasn't played in a while. So he's, you know, he's probably not going to get a lot of snaps, but he's still, you know, he's going to add to an already strong run stop defense. I think the difference, because, you know, the thing that we haven't talked about yet is that the Packers have lost to the Bucks this year and it was decisive 38 to 10. And uh, in week six, now they're, they're different teams, but, um, and one of the things a lot of analysts are saying is that, you know, they didn't probably uh, Rogers and the packs didn't really adjust to what they were going against in that game. And that's one of the reasons they lost. They kept going for what they thought would work and it wasn't working and they didn't really adjust. And I think they are going to probably look, they looked at that game a lot and re-schemed against this defense and probably what we're going to see is a lot more play action. We're going to see a lot more dunk and dink to start off with, to, to bring 
bring up those safeties and get a little bit more set up for the deep balls, and then they'll start throwing the deep ball. So, you know, they're going to start getting the run game going. They'll play the play action. They'll, they'll try and, and force more and more players into the box, and then they'll start striking deep again. Because, you know, Devontae's just as good picking up the dunk and the dinks as he is going deep. He's just – there is – he has no weakness in his game. And, there's, and I think you're right. They don't have anybody that's going to be able to cover him and they've got and the Packers have enough other weapons anyway that even if they do cover them, there's still going to be guys that are going to be open. So I think it could be a blowout, but more likely, I think the Brady rule has brought this points down. But I will tell you, there's a lot of data and the points are the points at this point are usually pretty accurate. But we were talking about uh, our our gimme locked parlay bets and we, we'll get to that in a little bit. But I think the Packers on the money line with one of the other teams is going to be a gimme. So Green Bay minus three for now. Minus three and a half. Uh, oh yeah, minus three and a half. And then you know, if you want to increase the odds on that, like I might, I might, I might move that up. Yeah. And just just to get better odds, just to cover like a a long shot, like I might take uh, reverse tease it and uh, put it up to like minus ten, get some better odds on that. And then the over under is you know, the over under is 52 right now on DraftKings. i probably would go with the under on this because of the cold weather uh but the over unders during the playoffs have been a freaking train wreck so I, I don't know man um maybe you tease that up a little bit just to cover your bets but i i, I think it's probably going to be the under every every game i bet the over the under is hit every under i bet the over is hit so i mean this is the this is the interesting one like i feel like the packers to me is a lock which is kind of scary because it's almost too much of a lock bills chiefs no clue thoughts jamie then ben i don't like this game and i know i gotta pick something so i'm gonna pick the chiefs but i've watched the bills the last probably three or four weeks and they find ways to win. I don't know. I mean, we know what the Chiefs have because they essentially have the same team they had last year with a couple additions. But I haven't seen the Chiefs put together a complete game. I don't think the Chiefs are finishing well, that's for sure. But if I had if I had to play this game, I think I would take the Chiefs minus three right now. You know, I would agree with Jimmy if Mahomes was healthy. This toe is going to show a lack of mobility. And I think it's going to show a lack of accuracy, especially when he's throwing to his left. I, I saw that uh, after he got the injury at the last game before he went out, he was not thrown across his body well at all. And I think it's because of the plant. But I do know that what from what I saw, his accuracy throwing across his body to the left side wasn't, he was just missing. And normally he's usually, you know, surgical. Now, granted, it could be better, but, you know, if it's a turf toe injury, that's that's not something that gets healed right away. That's a slow, it's a slow injury to rehab from. So I'm, you know, I don't care about his, you know, his, and most people agree with me on this. The concussion thing, I think was a non-issue. I think the toe thing could be a, an issue. He's still a great quarterback, but I think uh, it's going to make the difference. And I could easily Buffalo with the points, or I could even go money line upset. And the over under is 55. I like the under on this a lot, you know, KC, uh, they haven't they haven't been doing well in the red zone. A lot of field goals. I could see this not hitting fifty five. If if you think the Bills might have a chance on this, maybe you go up to plus ten. Yeah. Okay. So let's look at teasers for a second. 
Um, so if we're looking at Bills, Packers, so the thing with me is if you tease the points, you also have to tease the money line. If you're doing one parlay on it, um, if I tease, so the, I mean, tease the money line I'm doing. So right now I'm going to enter in points. So, uh, pack minus three and a half under 52 bills plus three. So we're, we're going with both unders. Okay. The four, the three best quarterbacks in the NFL. It's a trick. Okay. But if we tease it. It's uh, the under is 58 and the under is 61. And then it's Packers plus two and a half, Bills plus nine. Conversely, though, if you did the over on a teaser, the over is um, 46 for the Packers game and 49. Do you think that they'll score higher than the 46, 49? Or would you tease the under? Green Bay is 46 when you tease it six points. Yeah, I would probably say that that's a good over then. I I'm like even like the under better, but that's just me. 58 seems like a lot of points to score in the cold between Tampa and Green Bay. What do I know? Although I was three and one last week on my emotional picks. So Ben, what do you think here? Do we tease the over or the under? The overs... So the unders are 46, 49, respectively, and teasing the unders, respectively, are 58, 61. So 46, 49 versus 58, 61 under. You know, I could see this 28, 21 uh, pack, 27, 20. If you tease the over, if you're going 58, I think that's a pretty good lock. But All right. So the- But I also like, I like 46 on the over, too. I can't see- the Packers not scoring four touchdowns. Yeah, but your pick, and you were pretty, you were like, you called it last week. You had the correct game score prediction. You're, if you're saying 28 21, that's 49. That's closer to, so by that, if that's your score prediction, it'd be safer to tease the under at 58. Yeah. And then the under for Buffalo, Kansas, uh, 61. That's a tricky one because oh, I would take, look, I'd take the under now at 54 and a half yeah. just because yeah. I just don't think. Uh, Casey's putting up the points. And like I said, with a with Mahomes, who's not 100%, that's going to make a big difference. I got another thing to ask. I mean, I don't know anything about the UFC, but there's a big fight today. Oh, yeah, Connor. Yeah, I don't know anything about that either. Well, let's try to win money, though. What's uh? Yeah, I've been seeing this all over. Are they fighting in uh, the Middle East, Abu Dhabi? Yeah, Dubai or somewhere in the Middle East, yeah. Um, who's he fighting? I don't know. Dustin Por- Poirier. Ben, you know will you, ben, will you buy the pay per view and share your screen with us? No, no. I don't. I don't. I, I don't support UFC, man. I don't support any of that stuff. Why is it too violent for you? Uh, it's just you know, it's just too gladiatorial, collapse of society kind of distracting the citizens vibe. You know what? You're the one over here talking about boxing every week. That's 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 virtual boxing for my for health reasons. <laughs> Jamie, how much is the pay per view? Like a hundred bucks? I don't know. I've never bought one. Let me see. And there's got to be like what a, a bunch of other like marquee fights that come with it. Uh, yeah. So I'm, hey, Jamie, I'm down. Uh, seventy dollars. Seventy dollars. I I'm gonna be honest. Um, it starts at eight o'clock. I might not be able to stay up that late after my night last night. Uh, ben, coaching carousel in the NFL. Some good news for the Jets, perhaps, or what? Well, I mean, Robert Sala, we, we're, not, we're happy. We're happy. Plus, they just I think they hired LaFleur as the offensive coordinator. From, so we brought the guy back. He, he related to the Green Bay Packers coach? I assume he is. I don't know. Um, you could look that up. Uh, but 
I, you know, I think he's a, he's a solid pick. Well, you know, he's, we'll see, you know, we'll see how he, he does with the, his, his Darnold decision-making. Um, that's a big, that's a big choice he's got to come up with. And then uh, let's see, you know, right now his messaging is pretty solid and uh, I like, I like where he's going so far. I'll tell you who is hilarious is that Detroit Lions. Did you did you watch the Detroit Lions uh, head coach's yeah, first meeting? Gonna, uh, they're gonna fight you and eat your kneecaps and yeah, stuff no, like they're gonna bite your kneecaps. Bite you're gonna your knock kneecap. them down. Then you're gonna bite your kneecaps again. You got to knock them down two times, and then they're gonna bite your kneecaps again. And he's so- been getting his uh, motivational speech uh, info from Army Hammer. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. We're gonna we're gonna eat your you're gonna eat your brains. <laughs> and you know, Dan Campbell's no Boy Scout anyway. So you know. Um and then who what there's a bunch of other vacancies I haven't been following. Have any been filled like LA? All right. Um I'm excited to watch the Jets. Who are they gonna pick? Who are they gonna draft? Devontae Smith. Oh, Devontae Smith from Alabama. That's there's talk of that. And then you know bringing in another big power O-line guy. That's just not as sexy for a new coach though. All right, guys, good session. I have a song. We're going to start. I have a song to get me out of the betting hole. Adios. Jumbo.